Welcome back to Church Media HQ. My name is Luke Clayton, and I'm excited as we dive into part two of our new series, uh, where we're talking about how we can continue to touch our communities in a touchless culture. Last time, we talked about the actual core of our message and how we can clarify that and make it more appealing uh, and target the people we want to reach. Today, in part two, we're diving into an all new aspect. So let's get right to it. So once we've identified uh, how we can clarify the core of our message and we make it uh, to solve a problem and we make sure we are uh, uh, providing or, or presenting it in a way to where it shows people what we do for you, now we move on to the second priority. Uh, and that is to simplify the content of your message. We have to simplify the content of our message, the, the, the content itself uh, needs to be uh, very much simplified. So one of the things that uh, the church can often do is seem really, really overwhelming uh, when it comes to someone who's new. Uh, the average church, depending on its size, but to, you know, the average church, you know, somebody's going to walk in and they're going to see that you got programs for adults, kids, teens, uh, you've got events coming up for, uh, different, you know, for the ladies, for the men, you've got a men's breakfast, you've got a ladies, uh, uh, Bible study, you've got a, um, You've got a, a, a kids uh, a carnival day. You've got uh, all these. Oh, and by the way, here's all the list of events that's coming up. Uh, and uh, oh, you want to get more involved? Well, here is here's uh, 17 different ministries that you can serve in. And the problem is, is that the content of your church uh, as a whole, as what it communicates, can seem really, really complicated. Uh, and so the first thing is you have to streamline. Uh, your steps. Again, uh, the churches are guilty of overwhelm when it comes to their programs and their processes. Uh, a lot of times it says, well, hey, I, I want to get involved. What what do I do? Oh, well, first you have to do this and then you've got to, uh, you know, you've got to be saved. You got to be baptized. You've got to uh, go through a 12 week class. You've got to, uh, you know, go, uh, go and, and do this training and you've got to do that and all these different steps and whatever. And, and I understand uh, there's, there's something, you know, called an assimilation process and there's value to that but how it is presented is where the overwhelm can happen so you can say hey i've identified a seven step process for everybody who's new to our church to get them from newcomer all the way to involved you know plugged in member and that's fine however how you present those steps especially when they're new uh, is going to be crucial really here's what's important to remember all that matters is next steps. That's all that matters. What's next is all that matters for someone, especially someone who is new. Uh, they, they've attended your church for the first time. They like what they see. What can they do? What's the one thing they can do next to get involved? Something to remember here 
is that inspiration is greater than information. So what that means is, is that you do not have to uh, give them crazy amounts of information uh, to get them involved. Uh, you think about the greatest example and illustration uh, I've heard that, that I'd like to use here is when it comes to an actual, uh, let's think about a movie trailer. When you watch a movie trailer, uh, it is, it is like 95% inspiration giving you clips from the story, awesome epic music, uh, all these different uh, components that uh, that really just make it uh, seem exciting, seem good. Uh, and then all the information that it gives at the end is a release date. You know, it'll say coming, and sometimes that's very vague, coming this fall, coming uh, in June or, or whatever. Sometimes the date's more specific, but that's it. That's That's all the information you get. Here's the date that this movie is coming out. That's it. And you have to, when it comes to presenting opportunities uh, to people, uh, you have to uh, you have to streamline that. Uh, streamline that. You have to make it really, really simple, uh, and then uh, and just say, hey, here is simply the one next step. And so you got to streamline those steps. Uh, you, you say, hey, okay, I, I, I have this process. Okay, just tell people what's the one thing next and don't make getting involved in your church seem super complicated. The next thing that's important uh, to remember is that it's always better to favor campaigns and series over single events and sermons. Uh, now, um, I debated here if I was going to really talk about sermons uh, because uh, some people are like, well, you know, you should talk about marketing and that's it. But the truth is, is that the, the biggest product, if you will, uh, if we're going to use business terms, the biggest product that your church offers is really the sermons. Um, in most churches, that is what, uh, when it comes to the average church service, that is what, uh, you know, takes up at least half of the time you're there. So that's a really big product. And that's very important that it's presented in a way that's acceptable. But there's also other things that are, that come along. There's, you know, events and these different opportunities and programs. Uh, and so you have to uh, prefer those short term, or I'm sorry, you have to uh, prefer those uh, sermons, uh, sermon series and campaigns over actual individual ones. And here's here's an example of that. Uh, something that might be pretty common is to say, hey, you know what? We are going to have a, a Christmas, a day in the Christmas season where we celebrate uh, Christmas. And we make it all about that one big day and we try to get people there and, and you know, whatever. We make a big, big to-do of that one day. Well, the truth is when it comes to Christmas, Christmas, uh, yes, there's the 25th of December that is Christmas Day, but, you know, only once every like six years, seven years, does it fall on actual Sunday. Uh, and so um, very rarely do we celebrate uh, Christmas on a Sunday or on a on a weekend. Uh, and so we're celebrating, and, and Christmas is one of those times of year, it's awesome, where it is a season. There is a Christmas season. Uh, and for those of you wondering the official rules, I'll tell you, it's from uh, after Thanksgiving and no sooner, uh, and you can even bleed over a little bit into New Year's, and that is the Christmas season. Uh, that's the only time that Christmas music is acceptable to play, by the way. Uh, I've had many a debate with people over that in, in the past, but we won't go there. Nonetheless, Christmas is a season. 
it's not as much a day on the calendar as it is a time of year, especially when it comes to the church world. And so instead of maybe saying, well, we're going to just have one, uh, and I think you should have a Christmas Eve service. Uh, I think you should do these special uh, things and programs, but make it about a season of, uh, of Christmas. Instead of having just one Christmas message that you preach the Sunday closest to Christmas, uh, well, have a Christmas series that you start, you know, and run all of uh, December. Uh, and, and that's something that just keeps people engaged. Uh, talking about the entertainment industry again, uh, unfortunately, over the past few years, the movie business, as far as the box office, these big blockbuster movies, has been declining. There's a lot of different reasons for that. Uh, a lot of people are streaming their movies now. But a lot of people are beginning to favor uh, TV series over standalone movies because the TV series gives them a new piece of the story, something new, exciting to watch uh, every week. Or for those who binge watch it, uh, they just continue to watch it over and over again. Now, Easter is an example of a Sunday that really is a single event on the calendar. It's kind of a nationally, it's a national event. Uh, it's a worldwide thing uh, and it's really a big deal for the church and so obviously you're gonna have to put a lot of energy and resource into preparing for Easter but so many times churches will prepare for Easter and then that is it when really Easter is an amazing opportunity to jumpstart a brand new sermon series a brand new uh, campaign to keep people engaged and involved with your church and so use these big events Mother's Day is another one uh, use these big Sundays or these big events to jumpstart a campaign and rather than putting all of your energy into just one single event one single uh, 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 point you know sermon or whatever it may be uh, you go through and say, you know what, this is not, we're going to, Easter is going to jumpstart this. We're going to, we're going to jump into a new sermon series. We're going to jump into a new outreach campaign somewhere around Easter. We're going to keep people excited about what's going on here at our church. Uh, because again, people, uh, if you can keep them engaged week to week, uh, if you can keep someone going to a church, uh, and, and coming to your, back to your church two, three, four times, they're much more likely to be involved with your church long term. Now, something you may be asking then is, okay, if I'm going to do a series, if I'm going to do a, some type of outreach campaign or whatever it may be, how long should it be? Well, I do say that you need to be preferring short-term campaigns over long-term. So again, we are trying to find the balance between just putting all of our energy into one single event, one single thing, and then put, and then also when it comes to the long term, uh, or, or, and then also you know doing something that that you don't get bored with. Uh, and so uh, you know I I've known of, of pastors and preachers that spend uh, months and sometimes years you know going through a single book of the Bible and you know having a series all on you know uh, Psalms. Well, that takes quite a while to move through the entire. Uh, book of Psalms, uh, and is really just about true with any book of the Bible or any sermon series. And so, uh, I understand that uh, you know there's a lot of a lot of pastors out there. They like to preach verse by verse, and and that's great. And and this isn't a homiletics class, so I'm not diving into all that. But when it comes to just from a marketing perspective, whether it's a sermon series or like I said, an outreach campaign or, or something. Uh, I, I see the, the kind of the, the magic length, if you will, is three to six weeks. Uh, so, you know, maybe four to maybe four, uh, four or five is optimum, usually because that's about a month. You know, people, they can focus and get excited about this 
one, you know, kind of kind of topic, this one series, this one campaign. They can get excited about that for a month, and then people do start to lose interest. And so uh, I would favor the short term over the long term. You know, so keeping it, like I said, three, maybe maybe no longer than six weeks. Trying to to shoot for about that four to five week is kind of the the good time frame, uh, and then. That way you are changing often enough to keep people engaged so they don't lose interest, but you're staying within uh, these campaigns and these series and these topics. You're staying with them long enough uh, in order to keep, uh, to, to keep people coming back the next week. And once you kind of get into a rhythm, you'll find, hey, we'll run this campaign. Uh, like I said, I say like a campaign to, to keep people involved with church or maybe a sermon series goes along with that. But we'll run this campaign for uh, four weeks. And as we're coming to the end of it, we start to announce the next one. And as we're coming to that, we start to announce the next one. And what you find is a nice cycle of you figure out, okay, yep, this is how long we can go in a series, uh, in a campaign. And then here is uh, about the time we need to start shifting focus to a new one. Well, as always, we are so grateful that you have joined us. Remember, uh, wherever you're watching or listening, be sure to subscribe. We're available just about anywhere. So you could uh, on podcasts, so you can subscribe wherever you're listening to podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, hit that subscribe button below. Uh, like us on Facebook so that you can uh, see the content when we put it out. And uh, of course, we want to hear from you. So if you have any thoughts or questions or a new topic you'd like to like us to discuss, be sure to put that in the comments section below. Well, uh, thanks again for joining us. And before we go, as always, I want to encourage you to try something new because it is so much better to fail at trying something great than it is to succeed at doing the average. See you next time.